0: Hello, love buddies.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Wedded Podcast with your host, Jen and Steve Van Elk.
0: We are a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage.
1: Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. Jennifer, what have you brought me down to our recording dungeon to discuss tonight?
0: <laughs> uh, Well, we've kind of been on on a hiatus, like a half of a year (laughs) of not recording.
1: Jennifer, what presents am I looking at that belong to me in this room? Oh my gosh.
0: Please don't look around. So our office is covered in papers and presents for Christmas and someone is being a little nibby nosed reindeer.
1: My office. I'm the one who uses this office most often. It's our
0: office, but... Did you find one of our your Christmas gifts?
1: No, I really don't think it's for me. It looks like a food-related thing. I'm pretty certain you got it for one of your parents.
0: It's a gift that we got from my parents two years ago. <laughs> I pulled hey. it out one time. They bought me a a buffet buffet um warmer because yeah. we have like get togethers at our house. I tried to pull it out the last get together they had, and they said, No, we don't have room for it. <laughs> so I'm like, Why did you even buy this for me?
1: Last get together we had or they
0: had? We had together, oh, like at our house. Okay. Even though it's my house, my mom still takes over, which is okay. I but, mean,
1: if, if they if they do the dishes, it's perfect. I
0: oh yeah, love it. Um, but I think I'm going to try to sell it on Facebook Marketplace.
1: What are we talking about tonight? I know what you said you wanted to talk about is that something you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I think I'm ready. We we've talked a little. We've told all the people that we needed to tell. So, we are going to chat about it on the podcast.
1: All right. Are you are you ready to uh you ready to do this? I mean, this is one of the things I hate the most about podcasts is when people take a break and come back and go, "I bet you're wondering why we took a break."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing that. So, uh,
1: wouldn't have it any other way. Well, and
0: I think the reason why we are talking about taking like why we took the break and why we are talking about on the podcast is because we are a marriage podcast and this is part of our marriage. And I think that it's something that we should address because I know there's probably other people that have gone through this or, uh, might in the future and I've been really sick uh, past few months, like really, really sick. But I, in the past nine years of our twelve-year marriage, I've struggled with depression, and um, we've finally found what the cause of it was. Um, part of it had to do with prenatal, um, post—I'm sorry—postpartum depression, and uh, also just stress of work. Um, but off and on, um, usually got really bad during a particular season, uh, when work was getting really stressful. Um, once I came off of that, I would struggle with depression. Um, we kind of kept it quiet just because, um, it was something that, uh, we were just really we wanted we wanted questions to be answered before we really talked about it, um, and we're still there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but I think we're at a point where we feel like we feel comfortable talking about it. Um, but I was just recently diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that is called Hashimoto's. It is a um, a disease that my my body actually responds to stress and. Other triggers that we're trying to still figure out what it is, um, my body attacks my thyroid glands, and that causes me to lose energy. Um, so I'm, I've been chronically fatigued and also uh, feeling sick, like I had the flu or mono, um, as well as struggling with my mental health. Um, and that all is part of Hashimoto's disease. So we, um, so I've, we've taken a break, uh, because I got so bad that I couldn't really keep up with my own work and then adding some more, um, tasks. It was just, it was just hard to find the time to do it. Um, cause I was sleeping quite a bit. Uh, and then when I wasn't sleeping, I was, I was hustling, trying to get all my work done. Um. That's because of that I got so bad I decided that there's something not right like I just knew that my body was not healthy and I needed to figure out why and it seems like all of these things that I've been I've had problems with with my health for the past decade have just come to. A point, and now we know what the cause is. Unfortunately, it is something that I will have for the rest of my life, and it's more managing it than it is curing it. Uh, so, we've made some really drastic lifestyle changes, and um, especially with our eating.
1: Yep. Mostly Jen's made drastic lifestyle changes, and I, uh, Eat the same food she's eating and unless she's not around, and then I indulge in whatever I want but um i I'm trying not to indulge in things in front of her because it's tough like one of the things you had to give up is gluten and you like gluten a lot
0: I do and
1: I mean we technically like, like I'm
0: you're. A, I'm pretty much a gluten holic
1: yeah but technically like right now we're you're doing like an elimination diet sort of thing so you can try to figure out what it is that causes your flare-ups right i am so there, there's am. there's a chance that gluten isn't one of your triggers and you could yeah. have gluten uh we just don't know yet and so it's like knocking everything out to try to get healthy again and then adding things back in and seeing what you can handle
0: i, right? I don't think we yeah and i don't think we really need to get into like the details of all of it and like what hashimoto's is and like all of the the things that I need to do, lifestyle changes I have to make to manage this. Um, but I do want to talk about like how it's affected our relationship mm-hmm. and how I've seen you step up for me and how this has impacted you as well.
1: It's been uh, honestly really great. Um, you've been really tired because of the Hashimoto, <laughs> So I've just been able to snuggle with you so much more. <laughs> house is a mess Uh, oh my gosh is it a mess we never have any groceries um there's always a pile of dishes that needs to be done and so much laundry that needs to be folded but oh my gosh the snuggle time's unreal i gotta tell you you're out there listening just snuggle up to somebody who you love (laughs) so you don't need to have a disease an autoimmune disease you can just snuggle no matter what but it's good
0: so in our relationship um i would say that Steven's more of the relaxed one out of the two of us. Like he um, is a very hard worker, but he is wants to have his me time and to be able to do things he loves to do. I, on the other hand, I'm more type A. I like to, to be more organized. I like to be organized. I like to, when I'm not working, I like to clean. (laughs) So I'm doing a lot of things where I am putting stress on my body. Um, So it was very hard because I, and um, I, I feel like a lot of my classifications for my days, like whether they're good or bad days, are solely based on what I can get done in that day. And so it's been incredibly difficult and I've realized I find a lot of my worth in being able to check off things off my list. And that has been a huge challenge for me and also being able to let go of some of that stuff and ask for help. Um, I'm typically not very good at that, and I've really had to rely on Steve the past couple of months to and be able I've to get been Failing in. her
1: every every <laughs> chance
0: I get. Things are done. Di- I mean, he does things a little differently, and he sees things as not as much of a priority as I do in some situations. And that doesn't make it wrong. It's it's just that he sees things differently than I do, and I'm starting to. Just accept that I'm constantly having to ask myself the question like, does this affect my happiness? Like, if there's dishes on the sink or in the sink, does that affect my happiness?
1: It affects mine greatly. <laughs> Makes me want to
0: murder. I'm just saying, like, those are things I have to ask my, myself. Like, does having the, the, laundry folded a certain way does that really actually affect my like overall happiness
1: it affects mine greatly i hate it hate it when uh my whites get mixed with my colored uh t-shirts makes me murderous yeah yeah it sounds like you need to be the only
0: one that does i told you though though if i'm going to do the laundry i'm going to do it my way and i'm going to respect you doing the laundry your own way so if you want things done a certain way, I think that that should be your responsibility.
1: My laundry is my responsibility. <laughs> your laundry is yours and we can both help with the kids.
0: Um, one thing that I've really needed from Stephen is um, more help than I usually do. And that's really hard for me because I, um, I feel like if I'm not pulling my weight, then I'm not really much of a value in our relationship. And
1: and we all know that the only way I value other human beings is by how much work they can do for me. So it's been real rough on Jen recently.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you <face>. guys. <Gosh.
0: laughs> Let's like
1: actually say what you really feel. You have intrinsic value. I I don't. I don't value you based on how much work you do. You are valuable because you are in existence. You don't have to do anything to be valuable to me or to anyone else for that matter. That's what I really yeah. think. Yeah.
0: So how's this impacted you though? Like since we found out that I have, it, at first it just, it was, it was a nice, for me, it was a, like a nice affirmation for a short amount of time that, okay, we know what it is now. I'm not just being lazy because part of me felt like every adult I talked to says they're tired, yet I'm the one that has to take a nap every single day. And my naps weren't just like 20 minute naps. They were like three to four hour naps. And I felt like, I was just failing at being an adult and that I just couldn't handle it. And I found out that no, that's not the reason. Like I was chronically fatigued because of Hashimoto and like, that was a nice affirmation. But then I realized like, this is part of my life now. Like it's not just something where I take a a pill and then it goes away.
1: It was nice because it was like this thing you've been feeling is a real thing. And it's not just that you're, lazy or some other thing. Um so it gives you that like positive affirmation that you're not a you're not doing things that you consider to be bad, like being lazy. But then at the same time it very much scares you because it's like, oh but also this is something that for the rest of my life I have to deal with. And if I were just lazy, I could possibly like find a way to motivate myself. But it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I have like something that is chronically fatiguing me and will continue to chronically fatigue me for the rest of my life. If I don't find like what it is that causes my flare ups and causes me to have trouble. So it's nice and also scary. Right.
0: Yeah. But how does like, how did it impact you when you found out?
1: Uh, I, I, I really feel like i was impacted that much because like i was already just like she sleeps all the time that's just who she is and now it's like she <laughs> sleeps all the time that's just who she is and there's a disease for that like <laughs> that's really clear though Hashimoto's doesn't cause people to sleep all the time it's so it, what, it
0: affects some people differently yeah um the fatigue has a lot to do with the um the thyroid glands uh, it does produce what your body uh, breaks down for energy. And my body was just not breaking it down. So I just didn't have anything for energy. And so my body just kept shutting down for some people they have it and they experience other symptoms or they experience none. But for me, that was like the hardest part.
1: I'd say before we knew that you had an autoimmune disease, before we knew what it was that was causing this, um, it was just kind of scary because it was like, is she possibly dying? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. And also I didn't know how I could help you. And like, honestly, I'm not that much help now that we do know. <laughs> except for like moral support and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean I feel like I was already moral support for you before yeah, we knew. Absolutely. And uh But I'm it's just like I guess like I can help her by uh, trying to find like gluten free, soy free, dairy free options to um, things that we would normally eat. Or, you know, maybe even better than finding like an option that's, you know, doesn't contain those things, finding something new and wonderful that doesn't contain those things um, that you can just discover for the very first time and you're not comparing it to something that had that stuff to begin with. And uh, so it's like, I can, I can that's one thing I can feel like I can do is like, I can look for stuff for you. The problem is I'm not very good at that. (laughs) I feel like every time I find something, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) And you're like, this tastes like poop. And I'm like,
0: I liked it. Don't talk like that. But I,
1: I was trying to make you sound like you don't swear all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Using growing up language.
0: I just, my, there was one thing that he's picked out recently and I just said, I, I didn't dislike it, but I probably wouldn't get it again. So I like, it wasn't my favorite thing, but I didn't hate it.
1: I thought that the pizza made with a cat turd crust would be really good. I don't (laughs) know why you didn't like that.
0: So just to, to make note, like the way that Steve has supported me in all of this, it seems like it's been almost our entire marriage because Um, It really happened after I had my first or our first child. And I just thought that it was that's what it's like to be a mom. And I didn't realize that it was actually the start of my 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 flare ups. Um, But a lot of people with an autoimmune disease that might have laid dormant um, after they have children, things happen. Um, I know that within marriage, there's always things that happen Um, whether it be like um, a a physical or a mental thing that happens within a relationship but there's no perfect marriage and there's no perfect life where only good things happen and one way that Steve has been supportive um, is to understand like when I'm tired I'm not just tired like if I ever say I need to take a nap he's always been supportive and hasn't made me feel guilty
1: Unless I was already taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: um, he, he never made me feel guilty for, for feeling the way I did. he never made me feel guilty for struggling with depression. Um, even though things were great. Um, we, we had, we have a good life and we're very happy. Um, and there would be times that I would just struggle with it. And I have had no idea why. Um, and now finding out that it was just a chemical imbalance in my body. But um, I was always so incredibly thankful for Steven because even though I was going through this, like he was still loving me unconditionally. Like he, when he married me, he didn't think that I was going to have moments where I felt incredibly sad and and didn't have a reason to feel sad and he didn't think that like his whole life would be with someone who has a a disease um and I'm incredibly thankful for his support and I know that um it's made me more empathetic towards people who um might have similar issues with the family and giving them um, the benefit of the doubt, knowing that they're going through something like that. And this was even before I found out what I was having or what I, what was going on. Um, it definitely changed my, um, my perspective and the way that he treated me, because even though we didn't know something was wrong, we kind of felt like it was just because things weren't improving and they were just getting worse. Um, But I know that that's one thing that I really am thankful in our marriage. I don't know how anybody else would be able to do that without the support of someone else.
1: You made me sound like a really good person. Thanks, babe.
0: (laughs) You are a really good person.
1: You don't have to lie. (laughs) I could just edit you in saying, you are a really good person if I wanted to. So. I I know that people really aren't gonna believe (laughs) believe what you just said, but it's okay. I believe it in my heart.
0: No, I've definitely learned through this. Like, I there's so much more value in a relationship when you love someone, and it's not just this feeling but a love that even when things are hard it doesn't change how you feel about that person and to be able to receive a kind of love like that is just forever changing like just to be able to experience that um, some people experience that through you know family members through parents and some people don't ever experience that and I think that one way you can receive that kind of love is by loving people that way, loving people unconditionally.:
1: And you've been really supportive of me, too. Growing this dice habit: A fondness for playing Dungeons and Dragons and listening oh to gosh. Dungeons and Dragons podcasts.: It's taken over my life.
0: You think this is a joke, but it's not. <laughs> but I still love you. I don't
1: play anymore. I just listen to podcasts. Jeez want to play again. Got to find a good group. Good group this time. Not a shitty group.
0: Throw <laughs> <God. laughs> Someone's throwing shade. Steven's very salty about, say, particular Dungeon and Dragon situation.
1: <laughs> Can you make me sound less nerdy? I don't
0: Steven's know if that's possible. super salty
1: about an elite gaming... Sit- nope, that didn't nope, work either. Nope, still
0: really nerdy. Um, <laughs> although... Would your league win? Would that be something that is not as nerdy? <laughs> nope. Can't think of anything that's not <laughs> nerdy. That's okay. because I, mean, I just got um, like three
1: notifications. Uh, I'm in the, the finals for my fantasy league this week. And uh, all of my star players are injured and not practicing. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. I won the regular I season. I'm in the championship match. match. Yeah. I think It so was do. all this
0: bragging that you did.
1: I didn't do any bragging. I've, I've played it very close to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> the minute you start bragging is the minute you start losing, Jen.
0: You were bragging to me a couple of days ago.
1: To my wife, not to <laughs> other people in the league. I don't really know what to say because I feel like you've covered everything.
0: Yeah, but you haven't really talked about, like, you've made jokes about your side, but you haven't really actually talked. You just said, oh, nothing's changed. But you just told me you didn't even really want to talk about this because you weren't ready yet. So obviously something hasn't, something did change.
1: I'm just scared about the future and I'm scared about what's going on with you in the future. And those things haven't changed for me. I'm still scared about that stuff and it's just something i'm living with but it's i don't i just i've never i've never worried about somebody the way i do about you and the kids and uh maybe that's because i'm just growing up you just feel like everyone's invincible And everybody lives forever and you don't consider the possibility that people could get sick and people could die. And that glass was broken for me a long time ago, but I still didn't like feel it, feel it, you know, until I think you, until after we got married, you had a kidney stone and that was like the first time I was like, I don't know. How to function I don't know what uh to do and I just the only thing I could do was be there and I love you and I don't want to lose you and so all I can do is be here for you and that's just how I feel still to this day and I've just since then just been constantly worried about you and so this is just another thing that I'm worried about because I'm just, I don't want to lose you. I love you. I love you too.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just don't see you tear up very often. It's really hard to watch.
1: Don't die at me, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you were tearing up too. I had to make you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Only one of us can get emotional.
0: You don't realize like what a big deal something like this is to someone's life until you're like in it. I've experienced this sort of thing with friends just having um, chronic illnesses. Um, And I, you know, I love them and I want to be there for them. But you don't realize like what a huge like life change it is. And when you look back in the past and you just see these like chapters in your in your story, and I feel like this is a new chapter for us. no it's not going to be the define defining story. like my life is not going to be defined by this, but it is something that has changed who like who I am drastically and I went from pretty much eating whatever I wanted and doing whatever I wanted to being incredibly strict and having to go to restaurants and ask people, is there gluten in this? Is there soy in this? And it was a change I didn't ever want to make, but it was an easy one to make knowing that it's going to make me better. It's going to make me healthier. And I was really discouraged because there's things that we really enjoy doing together, like going to breweries and trying new beers. And now it's changed to, like, being excited about trying new coffees and going to coffee shops and going to... Oh, wait...
1: You also get excited about me trying new beers in front of you while you drink yes, ciders
0: absolutely <laughs> been drinking um very yeah. little because um alcohol's not really I mean it's poison, so you' gotta be careful with that kind of stuff but
1: the best kind of poison
0: <laughs> we instead of it being something where you know we have a glass of wine with dinner we have a glass of wine to celebrate certain things and it just makes it more special so we just have a different outlook on things now um and like steve said we get excited about trying new gluten-free stuff that it's turned into a new adventure for us and um it'll be fun to be able to go back to um to la this february and and go to some of the so i have more gluten-free options the, some we the have the restaurants that i have the, well it is so true like california that area had a lot more options there but um there isn't very much around here but we we make do uh, and things are we're seeing things slowly change so it's
1: uh, it was funny i was like the week after we found out that jen needed to start cutting back on gluten and soy and all this other stuff uh like the the grocery store we shop at the most near us it's a like a regional s- grocery store called Meyer and um like the the week after we found out they put up all these signs throughout their whole store like have you seen our gluten-free products here have you seen our yeah. gluten-free and it was like did they do this just for us like <laughs> i i had a moment at the store this without like Jen a, there where yeah. i was just like almost tearing up cuz i was like it. Going into the store, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to buy for Jen. I, and I feel like she's alone. She's like going to Aldi's. Ugh, Aldi's. I love Aldi's. <laughs> I know you do. I don't like going in there. Uh, it's the whole like put a quarter in the shopping cart. I feel like ugh, it doesn't feel like a premium. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel taken care of. I feel like a criminal going into that place. But... uh It's just one of those moments where it was like, oh, wait, like there's other people who also have to like abstain from certain things. And we're just kind of talking about how maybe five, ten years ago in Indiana, if we had found out Jen couldn't have gluten or I couldn't have gluten or something like our options would have been make food for yourself (laughs) or possibly be sick. sick. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's nice to be
0: able to go out to eat and actually be able to like enjoy a meal. I don't really get to enjoy the things that I used to. Like that first week was really tough. Actually, first three weeks were really tough because it was such a drastic change. And it kind of like, for me, I would have these moments where I'd have diets. I would go through these diets and I would lose weight. And because, um, the stress of my job, by a lot of the, the stress that I went through, like, I would work 80 hours and then like 10 o'clock at night be like, I just need to eat something. And, and then I would, during the winter time, I would try to lose the weight that I gained over the fall because I had been so stressed out. And then the diets were always really easy. Cause I knew at the end of it, I had a treat. Like I could have like ice cream every once in a while, or um, I knew that I would get energy back because I was working out. And now to to for it to be like go being a diet to being a lifestyle change has been had been really difficult for me because it was like I won't be able to enjoy this after I feel well like I have to be done with it and I had to like it took me a couple of weeks to accept that and knowing um the way that my body reacts to it now, like trying like have introducing new types of foods to my diet and having these adverse reactions to them. I know that I don't want those things anymore. Um, if they're going to be bad for my body. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a really hard switch. I ended up losing a lot of weight because I, just didn't know what to eat so a lot of it was just I'm so frustrated I would have something very small like I'd have a shake and I didn't know what to eat and it and it took me a while to figure out like what my lifestyle was going to be what that looks like what eating differently um, I mean there was even things that I wasn't allowed to eat that most people find incredibly healthy like kale like that's something that I'm not really supposed to be eating. And it, it was just incredibly frustrating because those are things that are healthy that I enjoy eating.
1: <laughs> kale. I love kale. kale.
0: I love a good kale salad with like dried cherries and apples and broccoli.
1: Mm, yeah, no, let's get some romaine in there. Kale. Nice. Kale. <laughs> Kale, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're so punny. Hello.
1: I think to relate this back to uh, our listeners, um, I would just say that a lot of times when you find out something new about yourself, um, especially a medical thing, it feels like the end of the world. And if you just remember... That there are other people there who love you and care about you. um, That you you can make it through it.
0: I think the biggest thing for me with just relating that back to what Steve said was that I felt so alone. Like I felt like I was going through this by myself. And in some ways, I kind of was because I'm the only person who knew what was going on in my own brain and my own body and how I felt. And Steve couldn't actually feel what I felt, but I didn't think about how that impacted him. And when he finally told me, like, I'm really scared, that was something that actually was comforting to me, even though I don't want him to worry about me. But to know that Like I wasn't alone in this was something that was huge. And so if you are someone who's on the other side where one of your loved ones might be struggling with um, some sort of health issue or even a mental issue, um, just letting people know like you care about them and you want to help in any way you can makes a huge difference. Um, Maybe even the way that they feel about themselves.
1: I think that's probably going to do it for us here tonight on the Wedded Podcast. Jen, where can people find us?
0: Well, now that we know what's going on, um, I'm starting on different options so that I can get my energy back. Um, I'm hoping that we will be able to continue the podcast uh, on a weekly basis. Um, We will definitely be starting uh, by the beginning Beginning of 2020, we might have one more episode in here, but we've already scheduled some amazing um, interviews with some wedding professionals, as well as talking to couples about their own relationships. So, if you do want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners, we're growing on Facebook you can join the Wedded Facebook group and don't forget to add your love buddies. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded.
1: I love you, babe.
0: I love you too.